Okay. Will you speak into your microphone? Can you hear me? Yes. Excellent. Do 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 boop 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 what are we? I don't know, but we're recording is what we are. <laughs> no. No. Wow. It feels like just moments ago we were here uh, at the Fickless Studios talking about found families, Aaron. Oh! Wasn't it though? <laughs> it feels so good to be back. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really does. I'm I'm enjoying my time. The scenery outside the windows, gorgeous. I haven't even stood up. <laughs> I I used the I used the bathroom, <laughs> so <laughs> I have back. stood up. Yep, incredible. Well, welcome back to the pick list, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> We're back. Um, my cat has gone back to the living room presumably because she is sick of us and our nonsense which makes sense you know true honestly fair. that's good she didn't walk across my keyboard i was very convinced she would um she didn't pull she out didn't. the cord from the back of my mic i was convinced she would also true um but we're here we have a new episode for you yeah Woo-hoo. and you know what aaron what it's the au episode Hey. Alan, what does AU stand for? AU stands for alternate universe. So basically, so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Great. The only like, <laughs> you gave me like the baby term to like <laughs> to define. Thanks, Ma. You're welcome. We gotta set you up for success here. We're gonna build your confidence with little wins. Oh man. Oh my god, I'm such a jerk. Anyway, no. um, yes, you? alternate universe. Stop it. <laughs> Rude. Um. So what? <laughs> so. What's the AU tag for this episode, Alon? Um, we went, um, keeping in the tradition of this coming out during Pride Month. Happy Pride, everyone. Um, we decided, uh, be gay, be gay, do crime. Be gay, do crime. We're talking heist AU. <laughs> I thought of that at like two in the morning <laughs> and sat up in bed and went, <gasps> be gay, do crime. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking heist. And then I think I texted you and I said, can we please, in all caps, can we please do heist AU because be gay do crime? And you went, sure. Yep. I was like, <laughs> great idea. I love it. And I have been excited about it ever since. <laughs> so happy pride, fellow criminals. Yep. <laughs> uh, at this table, there is one actual arrested person has been arrested human. Yes, one. Okay. The <laughs> I real... was very offended and then realized you met yourself. I did meet myself. <laughs> I was going to make people guess who it was, but now we know. My bad. <laughs> it was me. It was me. Um, I was not arrested for a heist. Don't you wish you had? <laughs> no, because I'd still be in jail. Well, true. Um, We'd be coming from here at a different studio. Yeah, I didn't really go to jail either. It's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway. But she was booked. I, uh, I mean, I sat at a desk. In handcuffs. Well, she was thrown <laughs> into a vehicle with handcuffs. That's true. I was at a protest um, back in the day, and I blocked a door, and the police said, get out of the way of the door. And I said, no, because that was what we were there to do, was block the door <laughs> to Mitch McConnell's office, because he's an asshole. And they said, if you don't move, we're going to arrest you. And I said, I know, I have my bail money. <laughs> <laughs> and then they said, 
you have one last chance. And I said, no, thank you. And then they said, okay, turn around. And then they put me in zip tie handcuffs and then they walked me down the hallway. And then I got into a car and they drove us less than a half of a block (laughs) from the Senate building to the Senate jail. And then I sat at a desk in handcuffs while they took my name and information like the DMV, but worse. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't get more be gay, do crime than that. Thank you for for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Incredible. To do with the fan fictions that we read for each other, though, does it? Not in the slightest. No, but I do love that story. Anyway, be gay, do crime. Let's talk about fan fiction. Yeah, what do you look for in a heist? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, no, I mean, a heist AU is fun. It's not something that I actively seek out. Um, I think heist AUs are just an opportunity for fun and excitement and mm-hmm. a little bit of drama potentially a little bit of angst potentially a little <laughs> bit of whump you you certainly love your angsty whump i do like my angsty whump um one day we are going to do whump fic and then the uh, podcast will end because i will have to crawl into a hole of just shame and suffering and never, and never <laughs> i speak will have to... thrown myself out the window well i will be so embarrassed to have like actually talked about whump <laughs> That I will hide under my bed forever. No. Um, and you'll just be upset. <laughs> I, I will just be sad because I am a soft boy. Yes. Alan the soft boy and Aaron TM. the like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Someone please make that a, make a, make that a sticker. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't typically seek out high state you, but I had a fun time. I enjoy it. Nice. It's fun. That's great. If I stumble across it, I'll read it. Fair. Yeah. I agree. Do you seek out something specific with heist? No, I don't think so. I realized I like heist movies a lot, but don't yes. I don't read a lot of heist, like even in books or anything. I'm just never thought about it. I really like not necessarily heist, but like murder mystery and just like mystery Ooh. in general. And heist can have an element of that to it, yeah. where there's that there's that sort of drama of like, are they going to get away with it? It like who like sometimes it's like who's behind it who's mm. all that kind of stuff and that is so fun like i think about knives out and how fun <gasps> a movie that was knives out, yeah. yeah i was like okay knives out was awesome like one of my favorite movies of all time is clue i've never seen it oh my god alan bad, bad, bad alan i know i need to see it I oh know. my god it's so fun and neither of those are heist movies they're really right. murder mystery movies but like that sort of element of like Ooh, like who done it and yeah. like excitement and it's like but it's kind of like also like safe like it's a pretty contained story usually like you know that it's gonna get resolved in some kind of like interesting yeah. way and you try to like piece through it that's always fun i love mysteries as well like i love knives out i'm sure i'll love clue if i ever see it um we're gonna watch it after this i i'm sure i'll love it when i see it yep. <laughs> um and what frustrates me about mysteries is i like to think i'm a pretty like i'm a pretty smart <laughs> being i'm a intelligent human person but never in my 26 years of life have i accurately guessed the the murderer or the killer or the the person who stole the thing i suck at it and the problem is it's not really a problem it's just that i'm so invested in the story i'm like i'm probably like a mystery writer's favorite like audience member the person who like throws themselves so fully into the story that i'm like whoa i don't i'm not trying to think ahead i'm not trying to figure it out i'm just here for the ride and then when it happens i'm like i never would have guessed and then every everyone turns to me and says really you're just a very trusting soft (laughs) baby of a person and you're like but but why i'm baby 
Yep, you are, baby. <laughs> I sometimes get it, sometimes don't. Do you know who always fucking gets it and it's infuriating? Caitlin. Caitlin. Ugh, Caitlin. Caitlin's too fucking smart. Well, she also just, like, she reads so much and she sees so much. She can that do makes so, sense. so she, like, sees the tropes. I'm usually, like, solid 50 50. Mm. I usually do pretty good guessing and I usually pick up on the obvious ones. Nice. Um, sometimes I, like, just absolutely get it like kind of through sheer dumb luck (laughs) but like there's not skill involved in it when there's a red herring i'm out like i always go for the red herring i'm like there it is it's so clearly the maid communism is just a red herring alan (laughs) no (laughs) that is that's a reference i'm sure to clue oh my god yep anyway um we're also not talking about murder mysteries (laughs) we're talking about heist issues okay do you do you like how murder mysteries just pulled a heist on this episode (gasps) yes Uh, incredible okay who's gonna start who started last time you started last time so then i start this time yeah you should start this time and then i'm going to try so hard not to be like short summary longest summary in existence (laughs) felt like such a tool (laughs) i believe in you you can do it okay so Aaron sent me a fic entitled A Mask of My Own Face. It is by Sabriel, Sabriel, uh, parentheses, the comma one uh, spelled out. It's not out. a comma. I'm so sorry. The uh, <laughs> underscore one spelled out, underscore A, underscore M, underscore writer, close parentheses. Wow. Do what you will with that. Yep. <laughs> it it's is on our archi- It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> it's on archive of our own and it is a She-Ra <gasps> fanfic. She-Ra, She-Ra, the princesses of power. Not surprising anyone. I have not seen She-Ra and the princesses of power. <gasps> but one of my roommates absolutely loves it. So Who is it? Who is it? Kanea. Yes! yes! Kanea! <laughs> she loves She-Ra. Well, um, I fucking love Kanea, so. Yes! <laughs> Shout out to you, Kanea. Shout out to <laughs> So I have some context. Um, and the summary reads, Adora is at a masquerade trying to catch a thief. She knows the thief far better than she should. So this was like a nice little two-in-one. There's a masquerade AU going on with the heist. Masquerade. <laughs> <laughs> Parade. Masquerade. <laughs> Bring down the mannequins. Oh, no. Don't sue us, Andrew Lloyd Webber, please. Oh, <laughs> oh, I like that both of us went, Masquerade! <laughs> we don't know the words. <laughs> so, yes, the whole setup to the fic is that Adora is, um, it's not explained. Uh, I guess she's she's just trying to catch Catra. She's a bounty hunter. She's a bounty hunter. Thank you. She's a bounty hunter. She's trying to catch Catra, who is like a, a thief. Yep. Um, And she got this. It is a heist. You're right. Yep. You're so right. I'm so smart. Thank <laughs> you. This is why you always guess the, the person correctly uh-huh. at the end of murder mysteries. So the setup to the to Adora being at this masquerade is that she received like an anonymous tip. It was like a little little poem type thing, and it it says the masquerade ball, the eleventh hour, the greatest prize. And that's all that Adora gets, and she's like, "Great, there's a masquerade ball happening here. I think something big is going to happen at eleven o'clock, or like right at the end of the night." And the greatest prize. So, like, someone is tipping me off. Catcher's going to try to steal this really important thing. And I'm going to be there to catch her. So, Adora is at the Masquerade Ball. And her uh, and basically, it's really cool. The premise is that the Masquerade Ball is, like, not just, like, a social thing in this. Or at least this particular one is. It's not just, like, people fancy people putting on half masks. But it's people who are queer 
and are afraid of being discovered and all of that. So it adds like an extra element of like mystery. And so people are wearing like full face masks. Like don't fucking look at me. You don't know me. And so you don't know so that you have no idea who is under the mask and you then you can't, you know, it's a whole down on the down low. So no one can point fingers or like out anyone else. So it was really interesting. So Adora is in a full peacock mask and she has narrowed it down to three people who have catra's build and dresses and it's like there's a cat there's a mouse and there's a rabbit i think is what it is that sounds right um and basically she's like it wouldn't be a cat too obvious so she goes for the rabbit and basically is and she's looking to see if she can find catra's like two accomplices one of which is scorpia scorpia and the other one i don't remember well tragic well hold on a second we'll find it <laughs> do you know how you would have known that adora was a bounty hunter alan it is in the tags motherfucker <laughs> motherfucker stop putting things in tags people stop it stop it put it in the fake put it in the summary enough with your <laughs> enough with your tags <laughs> if you read it you would oh it's a swan oh a swan um, well yep. we figured it out Entrapta! Entrapta. I should have known it was Entrapta. I fucking love Entrapta. So Adora has narrowed it down to three masks. It's a cat, it's a mouse, and it's a swan. And she's like, can't be a cat. Too obvious. Mouse, cat and mouse game? Absolutely not. Swan, there's that bitch. (laughs) She (laughs) goes for her. So she's following her around, but does not see anyone who matches the, like, physical, like, height or build of Scorpio or Entrapta as who are the hench people for Catra. So she's like, can't be the swan. And then she Adora dances with someone in a don't remember what what uh, mask this other person has, but uh, Adora's like, oh, I really should ah fuck, I'm enjoy myself and like has a really nice time and it's very cute and I love that for her. And then uh, it's eleven p.m. and she's like, it's got to be now or never. So she goes upstairs and tries to find Katra and finds her like at the at like at a, a balcony just sitting there and they have a conversation. And Adora realizes that Catra was the one who sent the note mm-hmm. uh, that so that she would, like, presumably catch her. And so Adora's kind of having this confused moment, like, I don't know, what does it all mean? And Catra's yeah. like, well, Why would Catra try to get caught? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. And Catra's like, figure it out, and goes back to the party. And Adora follows. Um, and, and so in the last hour, between 11 and midnight, because the, the ball ends at midnight, Adora dances with Catra, and it's, like, really, like, ooh, like, will they, won't they? Catra's a really good dancer, and Adora's really good at following. Um, and the night ends, and Catra takes Adora out the door, and they're, like, you know, the insinuation is that they're going to get it on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adora's, like, I get it. I was the greatest prize. You brought me here because you want me. And Catra's like, I want you to join my team because mm-hmm. you're good at what you do or whatnot. <laughs> and Adora's like, no, you want me. And the fic ends with them kissing in a carriage, which is very sweet. Yep. I loved it. <laughs> Yay. It's a very short, sweet, and to the point situation. Yeah, exactly. And I enjoyed that. I think there are points that I would have, um, if I had watched the show, it would it would have given me more delight because I think they're yep. like the the ball that they are is for a character yep. that I have no point of reference for. Glimmer. Yeah, and so I, I didn't I get Glimmer. that at all. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was really fun. It was really cute. Love the queer like nightlife, the underground like thing. Not because you know I want 
queer life to be underground, but it's a really cool nod to our history. Mm-hmm. Um, so loved that, and I thought it was just really cute. Well done. My one, my one thing would be kind of, um, I guess in my and I like heists to have like a plan, <laughs> you know, like there's like this is what we're gonna do, and then you're gonna be hacking into the mainframe while Aaron is over there pretending yeah. to be a chef and and she's plucking a chicken, a live chicken. <laughs> Where are we going to get the chicken? We don't know. (laughs) Inside the chicken, she's going to stuff the USB. Then Marcus (laughs) is then going to grab the USB and plug that into the mainframe. And then we're in. You know, I love that kind of like progression type thing, Mm. which was kind of the only thing that this didn't have. This was very straightforward, but it's a straightforward story. And I I appreciated it for that. Yeah. It's like, it's less of a heist so much as a like... It's really like a bounty hunter situation, yeah. like a criminal AU kind of thing. But like, it was tag heist, so I called it. It's almost like people don't know how to fucking tag. Hey, <laughs> well, some people don't know how to read tags. So <laughs> that was Aaron plucking my feathers. It was. <laughs> I took the USB. Was... No. <laughs> but that being said, I enjoyed it, and I, I am. It made me want to watch the show. Yeah, you should. Because I, I, I thought that their interaction was really cool and really, yep. like, cute. Yes. And I'm all for it. Um, can I talk about how much I love She-Ra for a minute? Yes, absolutely. Go oh my god, I love She-Ra it. so much. So, Caitlin and I watch She-Ra. Love that. <laughs> because Caitlin was in my COVID bubble, so Caitlin would come over and, like, we, that was our thing. And I watched the first four seasons solo and then would, like, text her and keep up, like, and be like, this is what's happening, this is where I'm at. And then we watched season five for our combined birthday weekend. Aww. She came over and she'd already seen it. Like, it of was course. out. But I hadn't, so we kind of just, like, hung out and watched it. I... I can love She-Ra so much. It is so a lot of the time in terms of queer representation, like when we talk about there's no queer representation in family, it's like really scant. Like the place where good and interesting queer representation happens right now is in cartoons. Yeah, animation. And the this particular one written by it's like Noelle Stevenson's baby, um, is such incredible queer representation like Catradora is canon spoilers and they do the whole like friends to enemies to lovers (gasps) progression because they grow up together in the horde and they are horde soldiers together and they've had this really rough childhood where they've basically been raised to be like child soldiers but in this like you know dystopian like fascist dictatorship thing Mm. and uh, Adora becomes She-Ra and She-Ra is the, like, wielder of, like, the princess power or something. I've, it's been a while since I've seen this. Um, but, so Adora leaves the Horde and becomes friends with Glimmer and Bo, and she ends up at Bright Moon, which is, like, the the stronghold of the princesses. And the princesses are going up against the Horde because the Bright Moons represent Etheria, and they are, like, connected to the magic of the planet. And the Horde wants to destroy them because the Horde wants to take over the planet. So it really sets up the, like, rebel fighter princesses versus the evil horde. And so when Adora leaves, Katra, um, like, steps up and basically becomes, like, the right hand. She's she spent, like, her entire life in Adora's shadow. Yeah, and, like, she loves Adora, but she's also, like, she is a cat. And so, mm. like, she has this huge chip on her shoulder of always being second best and, like, never feeling like she fit in or, like, had – she always had to, like, prove herself. She's really, like, brash and very mm. angry. And Shadow Weaver, who is, like, the woman who basically raised both of them, like, always – like, Adora was the, like, favorite and Catra could never do anything right. <laughs> so they – Catra's like, I hate Adora. Like, how could she leave me? And, mm. like, the whole time you're like, 
Catra, you're hurt. Like what you the this thing that you're doing, like trying to always catch Adora and trying to always like like literally her whole goal is to catch Adora and bring her back to the horde and like force her to come back. And also like use the horde to like take over. She's like, We used to dream about taking over the planet together. Like, why don't you want to still do this? Like, I don't understand why you left me. But she doesn't have the like wherewithal to like understand of that course. she's deeply in love with Adora. <laughs> and Adora is a himbo. <laughs> yes! I love that. Whatever the lesbian equivalent of a himbo is, <laughs> that's Adora. She's not, she's very smart. She's very capable, but she's not the most like emotionally smart. Like right. she's, she's grown up in this like training center basically. And so she has friends for the first time that aren't like comrades, mm-hmm. you know? And so she, you know, she really falls into this friendship with Glimmer and Bo and Glimmer and Bo have been raised in this, like the history of rebel fighters and all this kind of stuff. And it goes from there and wow. it's really, really awesome. And what I liked about this fic is that it's kind of an inversion of mm-hmm. Adora going after Katra, which does happen at some points in the show, but generally speaking, it's a, it's Katra going after Adora. Um, so Adora like seeking out Katra and trying to find her and whatever. And like Adora tries to bring Katra into the fold in bright moon as well. Um, in the show. So that, I thought that was really interesting. Um, Scorpia is my favorite. <laughs> I love Scorpia. <laughs> Scorpia is a scorpion lady. Of course. And she is very tall. Love that. Very broad. Nice. Very strong. Good for her. Very pretty. Ooh. Uh, the sweetest cupcake of a human being on this earth and just wants to be everyone's friend but she's never had friends so she doesn't really understand Mm. how friends operate um (laughs) so she just smothers people with love which is hilarious because she is a giant scorpion lady yep and she looks terrifying yep (laughs) (laughs) and i love scorpia i wish to be scorpia i am not scorpia um I just love her. And Entrapta is actually really fascinating because Entrapta is the um, is re- obsessed with technology. Mm. And she is uh, she's coded, interestingly, she's often read as autistic or as oh. representative of the autistic community because she is very hyper-focused on technology, has no concept of, like, social interactions or, like, she would just as happily live entirely with robots, did live entirely with robots for oh. most of her life in, like, a very, sm- like, in her own castle or whatever. And Entrapta, like, goes through also a very interesting journey in the show where she's a princess, so she's with the princesses. She gets captured by the Horde. She mm. winds up working with the Horde because she thinks they abandoned them. They did not. But she also has no real qualms with it because she's like, I'm building robots. This is all I want to be doing. Nice. Who I'm building it for doesn't really matter. Um, and then she eventually goes back to the princesses and it's a whole thing. Wow. But Entrapta is fascinating and I love her too. So it's such an ensemble of like fascinating and well-rounded characters and it's so queer <laughs> i love that it's so good you have to see it yeah i think i will i might it's just so fun i might just watch it like watch an episode or two before bed speaking of things that you have space for yeah this is a show you will have space for oh good in your brain and in Yay. your heart because it is not too difficult to nice. watch and like you can you can get really into the head canons of it but mm-hmm. really it's just like it's a cartoon it's really fun nice so i, I love, love shira please watch shira and kashora is real cute i tend to read glimbo <laughs> of course but it's i don't know why it's because i really like glimmer um 
so I need to get more into Catradora. But I knew when we were going into this new season, I wanted to incorporate new things. Yes, and... well done. Yeah. Our first new fandom of the of the season. Yeah. And I really specifically knew that I was like, okay, Shira's on my list of things that I have seen in quarantine and can read fic of and can yes. send you things of and can talk about. So. Um, it really worked for heist. Love that. So well done. It would have also really worked for found family, actually, but I have found a good heist, so I was like, all right, cool. Well, not less so, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is a whole found family because Adora also doesn't know who her parents are. Yeah, but doesn't read through the fic. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, sorry. This fic in particular is not a found family fic. But oh, there's sorry. A yeah, you were talking about the fandom. Found family. Yeah, there's a ton gotcha. of found family fic in general on the same for page now. Got yep, it. We got there eventually. What would you rate this fan fiction? 3.3 out of 5. So where are my brownie points? <laughs> <laughs> Those were your brownie points. <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> to quote David David Rose, <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> Fine. What was it again? 3.3? Fine. That is a good rating. It is a good rating, but it's not as You bad. act like I didn't constantly get 2.5s and 2.8s out of you. Run the tape. He, <laughs> you right? I know, <laughs> but I don't want to admit it. <laughs> nice. What did I... do you want to talk about? What I sent you? Yes, I do. So you sent me a fic called "The Great Pretenders" mm. by Peter Parker. P e t e r p a r k r. It makes me laugh. It's really funny. Um, it is an MCU fic. Yep. So that's funny. Um, <laughs> in a fun role reversal. Yep. And the summary says. Teach me, the kid says. Tony looks over out of the corner of his eye. He brings his hands up behind his head, newly acquired Rolex jangling on his wrist. I don't know what you're talking about. Or, Peter's an aspiring con artist, Tony and Rhodey are partners in crime in every sense of the phrase, and Pepper just wants an expensive painting to hang in her house. I love an or summary. Yep. <laughs> you know this. It doesn't even need to be good. It just brings me joy. <laughs> I agree. So, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good thing. So, in this fic... It's also pretty short. The, yeah. Both of us went, it's opposite day today, because normally <laughs> the AUs take forever to get through. That's true. Um, but in this case, we both went short on the AUs and, <laughs> last episode, long <laughs> on the uh, general tags. Yep, yep. So um, in this one, it sort of starts off, they're on an airplane. They're entering into first class, and it focuses on Peter. And Peter is entering, and it's like, you know, they're like, he's a teenager, kind of vague, but like young looking. Mm-hmm. So it's like, could be 13-year-old kid, and Tony's kind of keeping an eye, his eye on him. And they're in first class. And Peter is doing this sort of aw shucks thing with everyone around him, right? He's solo, flying, looks young. And he sits down next to his thing. And Tony's overhearing what's going on. And Peter's like, yeah, you know, it was really hard after my mom, my parent, like my, whatever, my parents died, like I'm an orphan. And everyone's like, oh, okay. And like, he's doing the real like, yeah, and then, you know, it's my uncle's funeral this weekend. (laughs) like but he's doing it in such a way that's like getting people to give him things Mm -hmm. so the lady next to him it's like the lady next to him is like paying for his lunch he's like yeah i haven't eaten in a couple of days but like i'm fine and she's like he's also like this is my first time on a plane i'm so so anxious but he's doing it in such a way that like he's getting stuff (laughs) and tony clocks it immediately he's like "Ah, kids are right kids figuring it out so he's getting like free meals. Someone gives him like cash to like, but he's like to get a car to wherever he needs to go mm-hmm. next. Somebody offers to pay for his like hotel. <laughs> he's like taking him, like he's he's raking in the goods. Yep. And Tony decides to sort of like start one upping him. Mm-hmm. And what I wrote was, "Ooh, I am already intrigued." <laughs> and then I also wrote, "Are they having a con artist duel in this aircraft? <laughs> How much room is there in first class exactly?" <laughs> 
So Tony is talking to his seat partner and basically says like, oh, what a beautiful diamond you have. And she's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, Cartier? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, hmm, funny. And, she, and he's like, oh, the woman is like, oh, you you know these things? And he was like, well, I kind of own the joint, mm-hmm. which is a lie. Like, right. she's not. And he, she's like, oh, my God, that's so incredible, whatever. And he's like, well, I can, would you like me to polish it for you? Like, you know, I have this, whatever. And he, so he goes to polish it and he switches out for a fake diamond and steals the diamond. Um he also gets up and goes to like the bathroom or something and in the process like there's there's a whole thing where he starts doing like cons very publicly so specifically so peter will pick up on it Mm -hmm. he's trying to get peter's attention and he steals a rolex as the summary would whatever Mm -hmm. and then at some point he like makes a stink about with the with the waitress like the air hostess yeah i think she he he times it so that a hostess like spills a drink on his suit or something like that and he's trying to be like you know, I'm, I have to run to the bathroom and try to get this out because this is a really expensive suit. And he looks angry. And so he stays in the bathroom and he times it. And he's like 15 minutes and then they start offering you the good stuff. And so like the, right. the airline is offering like, oh, free flights, uh, free Vouchers, meals. Anything yep. he wants. Yeah. And so he just like waits until he gets a good amount of stuff. Yep. He doesn't push it too long, but he like waits till he gets a good stuff. And then he's like, cool. And then like the air, the stewardess is like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he goes back to his seat and he's like, it's fine. Just don't forget the vouchers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter has now clocked what's going on. Yep. So he comes over and he's like, good job. <laughs> and well he's, done. He's a child. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and he's like, teach me. You got to be my mentor. And Tony's like, I'm not interested in that shit. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and Peter's like, well, well, you could be my, let's see, I could be your sidekick. And Tony's like, I don't need a sidekick. I'm not a superhero. And he's like, mm, okay, you could be my teacher. <laughs> and he's like, you don't need a teacher. Like, get the fuck away from me. So uh, Tony's like, leave me alone. And so Peter's like, mm, I'm going to figure it out, though. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure this out. So they get off the plane. They disembark. They go off. And Tony's in his hotel. And the next morning, they're sitting. At, he's sitting at breakfast. He has conned his way into breakfast. <laughs> and he looks out the window. And Peter Parker is asleep on a bench in front of the hotel. And Tony's like, this kid's going to get killed. What the fuck? Why has he slept on a bench? He has cash. I saw him steal the cash. <laughs> what yep. is he doing? You're an idiot. So he walks up to the kid and he's into Peter. And he's like what are you doing? And Peter's like, well, you know, I don't really like, you know, I try not to like steal, like do big things. I mostly just kind of like Robin Hood stuff, mm-hmm. you know, take from people who don't really need it. And he's like, you're a moron. And Tony says <laughs> you're a moron. Um, he's like, come on. So he drags him inside and he's like, you're going to eat breakfast with me. And the major D is like, dude, seriously, <laughs> you like, you barged your way in here. And now it's like, and P- Tony says, this is my son. He's going to eat too. And the major D's like, I saw you pull him off a bench. <laughs> and Tony's like, we could stand here and argue, and then in five minutes you could let me in, or you could just let me in now, and it's fine. Yep. And he goes, whatever, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> and so he lets him in. So they sit and have breakfast, and in the course of that, they, you know, Peter's like, my mentor, my mentor, you're my mentor. <laughs> and Tony's like, no, no. But he, like, is feeling it. He's yep. like, okay, I have definitely taken him. And he starts thinking about this person, Harley, who I think was a previous, yeah. like, mentor type person who did steal everything from him um, <laughs> and betrayed him or whatever. He's like, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to do this again. But he's clearly going to do this again. Um, so they do that. And it's fun. Skip ahead a little bit. I forget how the transition happens. I'm not looking at the fic anymore. I'm trying to do this thing all from memory. It's exciting. Um, so skip ahead a little bit. 
uh, Tony. Oh, Rhodey shows up. Yep. Yep. There it is. Um, Rhodey shows up, and Rhodey and Tony are together. Yep. They love each other. Mm-hmm. They are wonderful. I did write, uh, okay, but where is Tony? And then, or where is Rhodey? I have concerns. <laughs> and then, like literally a second later, it's oh, thank God. Hi, Rhodey. <laughs> so Rhodey show up, shows up, and he's like, I see what's happening here. You're like falling for this kid's shtick yep. of like being, you know, bashful, whatever. And he's like, all right, I guess we're gonna do it, and it's fine. And then uh, they have a conversation with Pepper. Tony and Rhodey have a conversation mm-hmm. with Pepper. And Pepper is like, look at this artwork. And they're like, okay, that's a nice artwork. What about it? And Pepper's like, I want it. And Tony's like, I guess we're stealing this artwork for Pepper's birthday. Yep. So <laughs> they go through sort of their like list of, this is like a separate conversation. Peter's not around for this. And the, Tony's going through his list of people. He's like, well, we could call this person. We could call Happy. And they try to call Happy and Happy's like, fuck off. And they're like, oh, he must be mad about the last job still. I guess that's not going to work. And then Tony's like, I know a kid. Rhodey's like, don't do it. <laughs> and Tony's like, it's too late. So he calls Peter. And he's like, do you want to do a job with us? And Peter's like, yeah, of course I do. It's weird that I'm so excited about this. Am I? And he's like, no, it's fine. So they set up this whole plan. And then what I wrote was an art heist. (laughs) It's an art heist, y'all. They're stealing the painting from the Met. Mm -hmm. It's very fun. (laughs) So they set up this whole plan. Peter's basically going to be the getaway driver. He Mm -hmm. doesn't know how to drive. So Tony teaches him very quickly how to drive. (laughs) Um, And Tony and Rhodey and Pepper are all going to do this intricate sort of like thing where they like distract the guards and go and get the painting and leave with it, whatever. It goes to shit (laughs) instantly. Of course it does. Um, Peter winds up ditching his post as the getaway driver, but like distracting the guards and like saving the day. Mm -hmm. But he gets locked in like a supply closet. He can't get out like he's pinned. Mm -hmm. So um, at the start of the heist, like tony had looked at him and been like lesson one what what do you do when this if this goes wrong and peter was like uh and tony's like you get in the car and you leave like Mm -hmm. there is no honor amongst thieves here like you go and like there's no sense in all of us getting arrested you should get out and he's like no like i wouldn't do that and tony's like i would (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know what you're talking about um so you know peter's pinned in this closet he's like fuck i'm screwed and tony comes to get him Mm-hmm. and tony saves him and he does they do one last con where they like get out of the moma like they they make it such that um like they after everything goes to shit peter saves it they get the painting but peter is pinned so tony goes and gets peter out of the closet and then he's like all right just trust me on this so he goes downstairs and he pretends to, he pretends to be a security guard yeah, and yeah. with peter is his son mm-hmm. and or his stepson and he's like, oh, this shitty kid, like all this stuff happened. And he was just supposed to come with me to work today. And now mm-hmm. all this bullshit. And I have to get him home, blah, blah, blah. And the cops buy it. Yep. So they all get out scot clean, like scot free and like clean and clear. And they get in the van and they go and it, they did it. Yep. And Tony's like, oh my God. And Peter's like, oh, you came back for me. <laughs> you said you wouldn't, but you came back for me. And Tony's like, shut up, kid. Yeah, I did. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, they pay Peter his Mm $15,000. And Peter's like, what? (laughs) That's a lot of money. Um, Because he and Aunt May do not have a lot of money. So that's why he does what he does. Um, Tony talks a little bit about his background and how he got into it, how he was disowned by Howard. And he found Rhodey. And then they were accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Mm. So they started stealing. And they've been life partners ever since. Um, And it was super cute. And it was successful. And they did it. I wrote, this was fun, and also the definition of be gay, do crime, lol. <laughs> so I had a great time. Great summary. Good job. Thank you. I tried to keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thoroughly 
delighted good. by this experience. I'm glad. I had a good time. Yeah. I have no complaints. Excellent. It was like, was it the most incredible like thing right. that I've ever read in my life? No. Was it like super fun? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it a good time? Mm-hmm. Was uh my so this is not a critique of the fic in particular. Uh-huh. Um, I don't I don't come for me. I don't love Tom Holland in general. Oh, okay. I have far too much loyalty to Tobey Maguire <laughs> sure. as Spider-Man. And I understand, so Peter Parker is a young character. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to cast Tom Holland because mm-hmm. he's young. But he just reads like a child to me, yeah. which this fic takes advantage of. Sure. But it drives me nuts. <laughs> I hate it. I, he just reads too young. And like, so I'm like, you're annoying in the way that teenage boys are annoying. I see. It is totally a good character choice. It makes sense. <laughs> yep. I don't like it. It doesn't jive with you. It do- I, d- I don't like teenage boys. Yep. Like, I find them very annoying. I think that's fair. I, yep. I mean, I don't, does anyone <laughs> actually enjoy spending a lot of time no around teenage, teenage boys? No offense your teenage boys listening to this. Yeah. I mean, I w- also teenage girls can be awful too. Like sure. I was a- No offense if you're a teenager listening to this. I, in general, yeah. But like, I'm like almost 30. <laughs> yup. <laughs> like, don't like that sentence. I know. <laughs> I can like recognize those behaviors and be like, this is not a thing I want to like spend my time uh-huh. like around. Um, even though I- I was obviously a teenager once. Sure. So Tom Holland drives me a little nuts. I see. Um, that makes sense. It's a very good character choice. Yeah. And it very much tracks for Peter Parker. And it makes sense. And mm-hmm. I understand it. It's just, so that coming through a little bit, I was mm-hmm. like, interesting that this fic would go that route with him yeah. and be like, oh, he's young, but he's actually, he looks young, but he's actually 16. Uh-huh. And like, he's playing younger than he is to the like, aw shucks thing. And like, <laughs> it works for him. I thought that was really smart and nice. really clever, and I just had a good time. Like, that's awesome. It was super fun. Yeah. And yeah. that's and like, that's a good age. Heist, like, anything, you know? Like, I think the last... I really love heist movies, yes. particularly, like, the heist compilation. Like, when the heist is happening. Yeah. So good. Uh, Ocean's 8 I, was the last time's movie I saw. And mm-hmm. it's, like, a summer movie, you know? You go to yeah. the movies, and you're, like, the stakes are high, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, they won't they? But you know they will. And it's, like, all yeah. cool at the end. I enjoy that. I, so I don't tend to watch heist movies, but what I have been watching a lot of is heist and, like, crime documentary. Oh. So, if, specifically, have you seen, this is, this is a robbery on Netflix? No. (gasps) Alan. It's so good. So, this particular documentary is called This is a Robbery, and it's about the Isabella Stewart Gardner Art Museum theft. Of 1991. Which is the largest art theft, unsolved art theft. Wait, is history is this the one where the artist is like interacting with the thief no okay never mind so (laughs) good try this one so basically the short the gist of this one is the they're the night guard so it's like one in the morning midnight whatever Mm -hmm. the night guard lets in these two quote-unquote police officers okay and the police officers are like okay we got to be let in somebody called whatever and they go wait we have a warrant for your arrest. Come around the table. Oh. So they arrest the night guard and the secondary night guard comes around and is also gets arrested. And as they're being like handcuffed and like put in the basement, they're like, this is a robbery. Yeah. And thankfully, I mean, the guards were fine. It's a whole thing. Basically, these these two people like went in and stole these very specific paintings. And wow. it doesn't make any sense, the stuff that they stole, because it was like really specific, like Rembrandts and like a couple, like a couple of like small little things. They didn't go for the most high value paintings. Mm. They went for like one in this room, two in this room, this finial off of a flagpole that was worthless. Wow. But they like took the time to steal it. So no one, first of all, no one has had any clue who these people were. Mm-hmm. No one knows why they took what they took. And those artworks have never been found, which is uncommon in art theft. Yeah. 
normally the pieces show up eventually mm-hmm. because it, they get traded away for like drug money or of something. Course. None of the works have been found ever. Wow. So it's this incredible four part documentary about what happened. Interesting. And all the theories about it and like whatever. So I love that. I love that shit. I, I think see. it's fascinating. I got really into it. I, I had started down a true crime like murder sure. path for a little bit and then I was like, ah, this is freaking me out. <laughs> and so the heist version of it, the like that was like way more fun. I love that for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it's something I never fun. think about in like yeah. true crime documentaries. Yeah. I definitely recommend that documentary. Nice. Watch it. It's super fun. Um also I work at a museum now and I'm, I think oh, about that's that all the time. True. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Yeah. I have this new job as at a museum, like a true like art museum Mm -hmm. which is not a place that i thought i would ever find myself but it's awesome and so watching that as somebody who now like has a little bit of knowledge of like what a museum like entails like Uh all those things i'm like how the fuck do they do this (laughs) (laughs) i mean i know it's the 90s but like jesus (laughs) so yeah it's fascinating awesome yeah so when i got that this was an art heist i was like (gasps) my favorite kind of heist So Amazing. you you picked well oh, this good, round, glad. buddy. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Nice. What would you rate it? Uh, like a solid four. Nice. Oh, I had a good time. okay. I'm gonna that. be generous this season. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for us. I've also been well fed, so true. Delicious veggies. <laughs> yep. Kielbasa makes me nice. <laughs> Chocolate chip cookies make me mean. Kielbasa makes me nice. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. Yep. Kielbasa makes me nice. Yep. That that was that's the whole really episode. short and sweet and Thank to the God. point. Yep. We needed that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no no fan no fan wreck this episode, y'all. No, we're gonna probably alternate or yeah. just pick you know maybe one one every few episodes yeah, or something like yeah. one a recording session because it starts to get too long. But um, yeah, this was very fun. Yeah, it was a good time. This was a great this is a great end to a Pride Month. I think. Yep. Be gay, do crime, Be friends. Be gay, do crime, friends. <laughs> I do. I made, I painted a watercolor that says that. I know. It's in your bathroom. It's in my bathroom. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> I love it's it. It's my favorite thing. Um, speaking of, Hosier, if you want to be on this episode. Hosier, please. I think about him saying, be gay, do crime at least twice a day. Hosier, please. Please, please. be on this episode. Um, so, you know, <laughs> speaking of, um, if people want to get more involved or otherwise interact with our podcast, Alan, how should they do that? Um twitter our twitter yep. is really the the place if you want to hear back from us yep um that Accurate. is that is the place to go we also have a tumblr that is run by the incredible caitlin and she does Katie? an amazing job of it thank yep. you so much as always i don't know how i will ever repay you for your genius but thank you come over we'll feed you kielbasa he says I, not not at his place i did not his kielbasa she was over for a cookout the other day okay thank and you. i did feed her kielbasa well She's been paid. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, Caitlin. I also made burgers, and she said hers was too overcooked. Oh, there's some tension. Caitlin, Caitlin explain yourself. Um, we have, this is our first official, um, what is it? When when YouTuber, beauty YouTubers throw shade at each other. What's it called? Do we have do beef? We have, do we have beef? <laughs> it was a burger. Beef about the burger? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Caitlin, it's fun. incredible. I was real bitter plus about it for like a hot minute though. I was like, if someone makes you a burger, you just eat it. That is hilarious. <laughs> don't, don't, oh my gosh. Don't tell me your opinions. Tell me it's good and move on. <laughs> so Twitter if you want an answer. Uh, Tumblr if you want to see the amazing work Caitlin is doing. We do have a Facebook. Pretend you didn't don't, see it. Don't go there. <laughs> we have an Instagram, maybe. Might be in use. Who, Who knows? knows? Yeah. <laughs> We have a Ko-Fi now, coffee, whatever Ko-fi? it's called. Kofi. Kofi Tapa. Um, yeah, so uh, which you do do not feel that you have to. Um, it's not like we're 
you know, it's just in case you have some money and want to uh, help us offset the costs of doing the show. Yep. We would really appreciate it. Yep. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Podcast, perhaps, Maybe. if that's a thing. You know, we still haven't checked. We could have taken a break in between recording and checked, but did we? Where's Nay. the fun in that? No, we did We're not. on SoundCloud. We're <laughs> on Podkite, Podbean, so many things. Um, please rate us, review us, follow us on any platform that you use just so that other people can get a chance Wherever to experience Wherever major it. podcasts can be found, we are also <laughs> tagging along like the kid sister that no one asked to show up. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, where, what what can people do if they have any recommendations for us? They can send us fan recs via the Google Doc that is pinned to our Twitter page. Um, please send us your recommendations. We are trying to incorporate them into episodes as yes. you likely heard if you got all the way through the last episode. <laughs> um, and it's super fun because it also helps us with new tags and new new fandoms that we wouldn't have done otherwise so definitely send us your recommendations it can be something you wrote it can be something you like Mm -hmm. it can be something that you just think would be interesting for us to talk about um whatever you feel led to include um also if you want to read along with us we do have a rec list of our own which includes the links to every single fan fiction that we have talked about in all three seasons now of yep. this show um so if you are if you want to do a little read-along it's like a little book club like yeah. list it's like little oprah's list for fiction. <laughs> um we do like it's just it's also just just the information for the fan fiction so you can like you don't have to if you want to just like read stuff we didn't put like our ratings quote unquote or anything yeah. our ratings are like ridiculous by the way it's literally <laughs> just like how we feel in the moment there's no rubric yeah it depends on whether or not we've had kielbasa that day honestly like there's <laughs> No, it's it, don't put too much stock in it, but we don't put any other that information in there. It's truly yep. just the fan fictions. That way, you can read them and enjoy them along with us. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those are the best ways to do that. That's fun. Yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah. Thanks. I'm gonna go do something else now. Yeah, I think I think the time has come. Yeah. Stay tuned, though. Yeah. For <laughs> more, more episodes, episodes. More guests. <gasps> or- actual guests guests starting just actual (laughs) we have not had guests we might have had a spirit guest you never know (laughs) that's true my house is probably haunted and on that lovely note (laughs) (laughs) and on that note goodbye friends (laughs) adios bye